Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Beer. It's what for? It's what's for dinner? It's we had breakfast, it's lunch, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, we had a nice lunch. A uh, little bit of a uh, Indian buffet there. Yeah, buffet. Yeah. Had some yeah, pretty decent Pacheco Indian. I guess we're Concordian. Pacheco. That's going to catch up with you. <laughs> so that's where the, the Pacheco smoker comes from. Yeah, that'll catch up quick. Be burning, burning twice. Once on the way in, and once on the way out. <clears throat> well, and uh, we didn't have any good beer there, but we had a, a great beer here in the studio. That uh, Sierra sure. Nevada Tumbler. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, that is really good. If you get a chance, go out, you, grab yourself uh, some Sierra Nevada Tumbler, 2010 Tumbler Autumn Brown Ale. They label it as. Kind of like a light smoky. It's got some caramel. Some that's yeah, that's a great little beer. Overtones of chocolate. Yeah, Justin, you were saying that that might even be one of your favorites. I think so. I think it's certainly my favorite Sierra Nevada beer. Yeah, and it might be my favorite brown ale that right. I can buy commercially. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I like really it. enjoying that. Well, <clears throat> and uh, I finally put together my, my top tier system. Ah, very good. You know, I've been on the road a lot, so that was kind of my excuse. But I put together my my top tier system, and it's really uh, not that difficult. You know, uh, Blickman was saying, "Hey, if you if you have any trouble putting it together, I think he thinks I'm an idiot." Because <laughs> because well. the instructions were very clear. Following the instructions, I actually did it by myself. Oh, okay. You know, and that's a little tricky because you know you got to lift up some you, you know the didn't have your daughters help you this time. No, no, you know, I, I cracked open some beer, turned on the radio, just hung out in the garage <laughs> and put it together. Just kind of enjoyed, you know, geeking out with my uh, my uh, Blickman Top Tier system. I know the feeling. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, and and uh, Blickman is the uh, sponsor of this show, mm-hmm. uh, Blickman Engineering. Check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com, Blickman with two N's. Uh, you know, go there and check out a lot of the, the cool equipment, the, the top tier uh, system, like uh, John and I both have. Yeah. Uh, you can check that out there. And you know, uh, while I'm putting this thing together, I was thinking to myself, you know, this is actually kind of fun <laughs> putting this together. It, it, it takes uh, about the amount of time, maybe a brew day. You yeah, know, maybe maybe five to eight hours to put together yeah. a system. It's, it's not a small system. It right. does take take some. It's time. heavy, heavy. You know, high quality stuff. Um, but you know, by steel. by shipping it broken down like that, you uh, you know, you're saving a lot on shipping. So you're not having right. to pay the shipping because you know, the shipping isn't free from anybody. You know, somebody pays for it one, one way or so. Either they increase the price or whatever. So they actually uh, by being able to ship it in smaller boxes and separate boxes, I think they save some on shipping. And uh, you know, you actually get to know your system and assemble it the way that you like. You know, yeah. burner positions, things like that. So. Uh, uh, you know, I got to thinking about it. And I think the only thing that better about putting it together would have been if I had a friend over, could have made a you know a day of it, mm-hmm. have some beers, have some laughs, put together the system would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was thinking about uh, our all our listeners out there, and I said to myself, Hey, you know, we should go out there and help somebody put together <laughs> their their Blickman uh, top tier system, right? Yeah, that'd be fun. I mentioned it to uh, John Blickman. I said. Job. What about uh, you know some sort of promotion where you crack open your wallet and pay for us to go out and uh, and put together uh, somebody's system and brew with them? And you know, uh, generous guy that is, he thought it was a good idea. He's like, I tell you what, he's going with us too. So that's uh, cool. that's that's the thing. We got a promotion going. If you listen to the BN and you uh, buy a top tier system between now and uh, January thirty first of two thousand eleven. 
you will uh, be in the drawing for not only John Palmer and myself to come out, but John Blickman as well. All three of us will come out to your location if you're in the lower 48, restricted to the lower 48 United States. Uh, We'll come out to your location and... uh, Watch you put it. Put it together. <laughs> yeah, we'll stand around in kibitz while you put it. You know, if you need help putting it together, we'll help put you, put it together. If you've if you got it together and you want to brew, um, you know, we'll come out and brew with you and uh, spend the day and hang out. We'll we'll brew together and and have a good time, uh, the three of us and and you. So. Uh, uh, if you're thinking about buying yourself a, a, a top tier system, uh, now's the time. Yeah, go ahead and 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 do it. Or, uh, you know, uh, drop hints to the wife if you're if you're looking for a Christmas present for yourself. A top tier system is a mighty fine uh, Christmas present. And This will give you enough time to uh, to uh, get it uh, ordered and shipped, and uh, and then we'll come out and uh, hang with you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'd be fun. To- yeah. And I don't know about the you know outside the the, the forty lower forty eight. I know Blickman's willing to pick up the uh, tab for that, but uh, like I don't know if it's somewhere Brazil. else. Brazil, uh, then um, you know I guess maybe if they were willing to pick up the tab, then uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure I'd be willing to get on a plane. I, you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could be talked into almost anywhere. I think, but yeah. there's no guarantees there because uh, I think you'd have to pick up the tab on that. Um, and we haven't cleared that with the sponsor. But, That's right. <laughs> but I think that, that might work. Him, yeah. So I, 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 you know, that yeah. guy's so nice. I think you, you just go ahead and buy yourself a, a top tier, and then yeah. we'll talk him into uh, yeah, so, hey, coming hey, with us. Hey, John, you know, French Riviera. How's it sound? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you have to go back and talk your wives into you leaving the We're country. We're going to Akron, Ohio. I got I to I go for work, dear. You got to go for work. It's work. <laughs> Yeah. What are all these condoms for, Jamil? Work, sweetheart. Work, work. You don't know anything about brewing, do you? <laughs> what, are, yeah, what are all the roofies and condoms for? Uh, you know, it's just... Uh, Flotation devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the roofies are used in the beer. Uh-huh. That's why, you know, it makes you tired Very when you drink it. Coagulant. Coagulant. Or something. Yeah. Coagulants and condoms. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh... Yeah, check it out. BlickmanEngineering.com. Uh, check out the top-tier systems we're talking about. Get yourself one, any any one of the top-tier systems, and uh, you're in the drawing for... Uh, we'll, we'll come out and help you set it up. Yeah. Give you some pointers on how to brew on it. And yeah. Should be a good day. Drink some of your beer. That's right. Probably, you know, try and pee accurately in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Hit on your wife and kids. <laughs> your wife and kids, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's sounding more and more attractive all the time. Uh, Although it could be a you know it could be a Brewster too. So right. hit on her husband and kids. I suppose. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not bringing Justin along, so no, no hitting on the husbands. But you know, yeah, that's true. Could be uh, your spouse. Mm-hmm. Hey, could be could be same sex couple. Five by me. Cheers. <laughs> and uh, uh, also, I wanted to mention. Uh, while we're while we're going to be talking about something uh, kind of Australian today, I want to mention uh, Grain and Grape down in uh, ah, Melbourne yes. area. Uh, John Preston, they've been in business there twenty years, and uh, good man, good good man, good uh, good place. He's got a lot of a lot of products in stock there. Uh, you know, finest grain selection I've seen at uh, uh, most uh, homebrew shops. I mean, yeah. I've only seen better at uh, you know some of the the bigger shops. He's got quite a quite a selection. Yeah, it's a, and, it's a really uh, nice shop. I remember seeing it when yeah. we were there. And good good uh, staff there. They all seem to know their stuff as yep. well. I was yep. I was impressed. And they do regular brew sessions and stuff. You go down there and uh, hang out, have some beer, and and uh, help out with the brew and all that. It seemed like fun. Uh, Grain and Grape. Check them out. Grainandgrape.com, uh, dot au. And uh, good people. Send them send them a uh, send them an email. Tell them, tell them thanks for helping sponsor the show and and pay for it so you don't have to. Uh, good guy and uh, deserves our support. All right, uh, today, what's our uh, question for, no, you're for supposed the show? Good day, <laughs> good day, Justin. Well, we had an email come in from Rick, who's curious about the uh, brew in a bag phenomena. He says, um, "I'd like to take some of the cleanup and time out of it, and it appears I can do all grain either in the kettle or continue to use the mash tun as a single step mash and potentially increase efficiency as well." My main goal is to find out if it works as well as the Aussies say it does. Cutting out an hour or two of cleanup would be very nice. Thanks from Rick. All right. Yeah, brewing a bag. John, you know, start start me off here with uh, 
you know, what? Uh, explain to me what is brew in a bag? What does that mean? Okay, well, what it is, it's a, uh, I guess, I would I would classify it primarily as a simplification process where you put all of your, your crushed grain inside mm-hmm. a, what is this, a giant grain bag mm-hmm. um, made out of nylon or polyester mesh. Mm-hmm. And uh, you lower that uh, into your brew pot with a fairly high water to grist ratio, mm-hmm. you know, three to one, four to one, and uh, mash you know, in that bag, in mm-hmm. your pot, you know, fold fold the top of the bag over the top of the pot. You can stir, you can do, conduct your mash. When your mash is done, mm-hmm. you simply grab the top of the bag and pull it out to drain mm-hmm. over the pot. Um, you don't sparge, mm-hmm. uh, typically, and, uh, you know, that you, you get a little cloud of your wort, mm-hmm. but uh, that's, you know, that is your mashing and sparging process all in one bag, all in one vessel, and you you know boil right, right after that in that same vessel, so it it really simplifies right. you know the the amount of equipment you have mm-hmm. and takes out a step you know shortens up the brew day a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well uh, you know I went down to uh, Melbourne um, just recently to uh, attend the Beer and Brewer Expo. As a matter of fact, uh, John and I are both writing for Beer and Brewer magazine. Actually, the flip side of it is is now called Home Brewer, uh, David Lippman's magazine there. You find it in Australia very easily. Uh, And uh, John and I are writing for that. We're doing the uh, the kind of the fact uh, column, uh, doing uh, answering questions. Right. And uh, we do that every issue. So check that out if you get a chance. Uh, so while I was in Melbourne, I, uh, you know, this question was coming up, and I found a couple of couple of nice uh, blokes there and uh, uh, that do brew in a bag, and uh, kind of cornered them there in the pub and asked them some questions, and we'll hear about that right back after this. Smart. Brew Strong. This is Brew Strong. Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Whether I'm making me dry stout or rebuilding me kegs, I head to the heart of dear Dublin for me homebrewing supplies. You head all the way back to Emerald Isle just for a wee batch of grain for a bit of keg tubing? No, you moronic waste to deliver Dublin, California. I go to HopTech. For 30 years, HopTech in Dublin, California has been supplying homebrewers with malt extract, fresh grains, hops, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts, and much more. HopTech is one of the first homebrew supply shops on the internet and is proud to offer a war winning beer kits, both online and in their store. Mention the BN Army for a 10% discount off your order. The store is open every day except Wednesday or shop online at hoptech.com anytime. Hoptech is run by passionate, award-winning brewers who live, love, and travel for beer and bring their experience to the store for you. If you don't want to visit Dublin, just call toll-free 800-DRY-HOPS or go to hoptech.com. Visit Hoptech today in Dublin, California and at hoptech.com. 
Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food and music downtown joe's the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home hi i'm john from grain and grape in melbourne australia we've been supplying home brewers with equipment ingredients and advice for over 20 years we carry a great range of grain hops wires liquid cultures and all the gear you need to make great beer from the most basic setup to a fully automated home system we're all keen brewers so drop in on one of our twice-monthly all-grain brewing demos and have a chat with Chris, Dan, Paul, Nick or Sam. We'll talk about brewing and recipes and systems and techniques all day. If you're squeezed for time or just dabbling in all-grain, try our range of artisanal fresh work kits brewed at Melbourne's very own Mountain Goat Brewery. We're very proud to be a major sponsor of the Australian National Home Brewing Conference. This year we've got Randy Mosher and Gordon Strong heading here for three big days in October. Mention the Brewing Network when you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order under 15 kilos. Check out our website, grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. And we'll see you at the conference. You are what you feel like. Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. I'm in Melbourne, and I'm speaking with Dwayne and Mark, a couple of uh, Melbourne brewers who do brew in a bag. Uh, Mark, can you tell me about how you go about brewing a bag? How is that different than uh, a regular all-grain brewer would do? Well, I've never done regular all-grain brewing, but the thing with brewing a bag, it is simplistic. You get your mash water up to the strike temperature, plus a few degrees depending on your system. Drop your bag in, dump in your milled grain to your strike temp, and away you go. You just let it mash. All right, so, so it's it's fairly similar to setting up a, a regular mash. You're you're adding your water, and then uh, you uh, add your grains. You dough in, and uh, you let it go ahead and, and mash. All right, so uh, Dwayne. Uh, uh, you were mentioning uh, the amount of uh, strike water that you put in for the mash. How do you how do you calculate that out? Well, to calculate strike water is basically I've gone off that there's a BIAB site um, info which is all about brewing a bag, and I started with the 38 litre strike water with around two degree drop, and that's worked for me perfectly. Pretty much every brew so far. All right, so you you're you're adding your grains in, and then what I don't understand is, uh, you know, how do you sparge, or or do you sparge at all? Uh, no, no sparge at all. You add most of your water in at your strike temp, dough in your grain, let it sit for whatever mash time you want. You can then add more water to raise it up to a mash out temp or not, depending on what you feel like doing. And just let it do what it does. Enzymes are very good things. Okay, so now I've, I've got my, my grains in my bag. I've, I've doughed in. I let it convert. And then, uh, so how do, I, how do I proceed from there? It's all converted. Uh, how do I get the, the, the extract or the wort out of the, out of the grains and into the kettle? Well, the enzymes have worked at your mash temp that you've decided you want to use. You lift the bag which isn't too bad because it drains straight back into the kettle. While the bag's draining in the kettle, you get your burner going, get it up to the boil, and then it's the same as any other brew system. Now, what about a mash-out? Do you guys perform a mash-out at all? I do perform a mash-out. I normally go for about 24 to 25 litres of water for the mash. 
add about 16 litres of water to raise it up to the 75 degrees C or thereabouts for the mash out. I'm not very pedantic about that, but it's just to loosen up the sugars in the malt that's still in the bag. So I imagine you could also uh, fire up the kettle early and heat up the uh, the mash uh, directly. You could even lift it up, fire it up, and then lower it back down or something like that? You can, but I'm paranoid and I'm worried about burning the bag. Okay, even even if you lift it up. Now, that's one thing I don't, I, I'm not familiar with. How do you lift this thing up and hold it out of the, the kettle so it'll it'll drip into the kettle and get all your, your goodies out? It's a reasonably open weave on the bag, a bit like a sheer curtain material. So 90% of the water will drain straight back into the, or the wort will drain straight back into the kettle. You then hoist the bag, hold it above the kettle. Very rudimentary rope, three knots, keeps it up above it. And it uh, just slowly drains back into the kettle as you're bringing it up to the boil. How long do you uh, let it uh, drain into the kettle? Well, I tend to mash for 90 minutes, but I'm very paranoid about conversion. Other people have used 60 minutes and get away with it. And then what about the, the draining portion? Do you Is that 15 minutes, 30 minutes to drain that thing fully? Uh, probably... 15, 30, yeah, 15, 30 minutes. I've never really timed it. When it's ready, it's slowed down the draining. It's time to take the bag away from the kettle. and But you're already at the boil by that point, and it's just as normal brewing. Your hop additions go in when your timetable says. So you can you can let it drain into the kettle uh, while you're boiling even, and, you know, and just let it go until it's completely done and dry and then ready to compost. Oh, you certainly can do that, and you end up with less waste of water in your um, grains. Uh, with most all grain systems, you hear about one litre per kilo of grain. With the brew in a bag, it's more like half a litre per kilo of grain. Right, I imagine you could get it pretty dry. Now, now, what about, um, what would you say is the true advantage to uh, brew in a bag? Pretty much the true advantage is cost. If you're brewing full boil extract brews, all you need is a um, bag and you're into all grain without the extra expense of the mash tonne, the lauder tonne, etc., etc., etc. That's a pretty good advantage for most of our listeners, I think. Now, now what about uh, the disadvantage? What would you say is a, the key disadvantage to brew, uh, brew in a bag? The main disadvantages with brew in a bag is you do have a cloudy wort at the start of the boil. However, once your boil's finished, you put your, your Wurf Locker Irish Moss, most of the proteins do precipitate out. Uh, the other disadvantages is I've never tried it, but I've read that high-gravity brews can suffer with the efficiency. So, Dwayne, now what about uh, beer quality? Does, does brew in a bag make a different beer quality than, say, a three-vessel system? From my experience, tasting beers in three vessel and brewing a bag, the beers are equally as good, the same or better from brewing a bag. The only drawbacks I've found from brewing a bag is you do get more trub in the bottle of the bottom of the kettle, and well, once the work goes through, if you put the proper processes in place, you can get a clear beer from brewing a bag. So even, and you save a lot of time. Why are people? bagging on brewing a bag I'm not too sure but as far as I can see it's bringing out good quality beers that I couldn't afford to pump out otherwise but I was still waiting to go through V I'd still be pumping out kitten kilo or extract beers which I was never happy with so uh, how about efficiency Do you, does efficiency suffer from this method I, I would think that uh, you could do okay much like batch sparging but if you were uh, trying to, you know, rinse out a lot of the grains, you don't really have a way of rinsing the grains from the, the sugars from the grains. It's really only just, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, first runnings only, right? It is for like first runnings. However, you do tend to get more of the sugars out. I average around 75% efficiency. I do crush my own grain with a monster mill. 
Uh, it is fairly fine with a lot of flour, but the bag contains the flour. And most of the flour, when you, once you finish your conversion, ends up like a couscous consistency. Well, and uh, I think that's also interesting, I, I would think, with this, this method. Since you're not really worried about stuck mash, you could mill your grain uh, nice and fine and uh, not really have a problem with stuck mash because you pick it up to drain it, it's not going to ever really get stuck. No, you don't get stuck mashes with the brew in a bag. Um, I have adjusted my mill to suit, but the main reason was when dowing in, we tended to get a few dough balls, and it was a pain in the ass to get them out. Uh, but I've got my monster mill set on about 43,000 of an inch, a very good fine crush. As I said, the flour tends to turn into a couscous-type consistency, and it drains out perfectly. So, Mark, where does one get the bags for brewing a bag? Well, you can buy them from a homebrew shop in WA called Gryphon Brewing, or you can get curtain sheer material, polyester-style, from your local haberdashery or whatever they call it in the U.S., and make it up to fit the kettle. Okay, so just uh, polyester material and uh, like a thin screening material and uh, knit a bag out of it. Now, why not the uh, paint strainer bags? I thought that's what was being used. I'm not too sure on the paint strainer bags, but I do have a hot bag, and it's a very fine mesh, and it takes forever to drain. It's a pain in the ass, to be honest. Okay, so it's a, a coarser weave than the hop hop bag material. The hop bag material is too fine a weave, so you're looking for something uh, a little more open weave than that for, for this uh, brew in a bag? Uh, yeah, a little bit more open. Not a lot, but a little. It's, uh, it's hard to explain, but it is a polyester material. Most people see it as curtain sheer material. Okay, and you could you could pick it up at the, the some of the websites in Australia seem like they're they're going to start carrying this sort of thing, and uh, so if you can't make it yourself, you could at least find it there. Oh, certainly, I have got one that was homemade, and I do have one that come from Gryph and Brewing in WA. I imagine shipping's cheap on it because it doesn't weigh anything. But uh, what's the cost of the bag for for a typical twenty liter batch? Uh, the bag I have from Gryphon was around 50 Australian dollars. Uh, to make it yourself, if you have a little bit of handyman skills to use a sewing machine, you could probably do it for 20. Okay, great. Sounds, sounds cheap. So any other tips for our listeners if they're, they're going to try this uh, brew in a bag thing? The only thing I can think of is when you're mashing in, pour your grain in slowly, stir as you're pouring in. Once your conversion's done, your bag's lifted, it's the same as any other brew. You just boil, add hops when you need it, boil as long as the malt requires. Like Pilsner malt, you need a 100-minute boil, ale malt 60-minute, or variations of the above. Great. I think it uh, sounds like an interesting uh, concept. I don't see any reason why people shouldn't try it. Thanks a bunch, Mark. You're quite welcome. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. 
Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zalashat and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. This September, More Beer is proud to introduce you to JP. My name is Jason Petros, and I'm the More Beer brand manager. Award-winning home brewer and brand manager for More Beer. I've been working for More Beer and homebrewing for 13 years. The thing I like best about working at More Beer is being able to bring new products to homebrewers across our social network and uh, being able to interact with them in a more casual way. JP is cutting you some awesome deals this month. My five favorite things to brew with right now is my 1550 tippy dump system. Second is the wort chiller recirculation arm. I really enjoy being able to do a whirlpool at the end of the boil. Third, uh, French oak cubes. I really enjoy using French oak cubes in my beer for aging six months, eight months. It comes out fantastic. Next is my own personal oak aged dry nibbed oatmeal stout. It's probably my favorite beer to drink that I currently brew. And uh, the last one is Ranko Digital Temperature Controller uh, 2 Stage. I really enjoy using that, uh, of course, with my um, temperature-controlled conical fermenter so I can control both the heat and the cooling cycles at the same time. All of JP's favorite brewing items are on sale this month only, and only at More Beer. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Back to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. We're talking brewing a bag. I really enjoyed uh, uh, speak with Mark and Dwayne. A couple of really nice guys that came out for the uh, the Beer and Brewer Expo and and hung out. Bought bought me a bunch of uh, beers and stuff and. We had a good time. I really like those guys. But it was really nice to get an interview with folks that that's that's their bread and butter. They do brew in a bag right. you know, exclusively, and so they've done a lot of it. And um, it was nice to hear from that because I, I haven't done, done brew in a bag. Now, John, you've done uh, like small-scale brew in a bag, uh, you know, experimentation, things like that. Right. I've done um, mini mashes basically, mm-hmm. um, you know, a five-gallon pot and uh, – you know, uh, say half my total extract I've gotten from brewing the bag, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I wrote that I wrote that up for uh, our our book, Brewing Classic Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a convenient way, it's a, a, an easy way to do uh, a mini mash on the stove. Mm-hmm. So if you're an extract brewer and you're coming across recipes in a book, say like uh, Brewing Classic Styles. And it requires uh, grains that can't be just steeped, like Munich, you know, right. biscuit, aromatic, things like that. Really, they really should be mashed. You put that in a, in a grain bag and then uh, you know, uh, do a mash on the stove in, in a pot or even in your, your brew kettle right. uh, before you add your extract. And, right. Uh, you know, it's just essentially the the same thing, kind of you know, uh, mash in a bag. I think you know, part of the uh, confusion that people have with this 
is it's brew in a bag, and they're like, oh, what does that mean? Uh, I think if it said mash in a bag. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would make it a little clearer. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's 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 easy, as, as Dwayne and, the, and Mark were saying, it's as easy as, uh, you know, putting, putting the bag in the kettle, mm-hmm. pouring your grains in, mm-hmm. doing the mash as if, you know, any other, if you're in, right. you, if it, as if you were in a cooler or any other vessel. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Simply lifting up the bag to drain the word out mm-hmm. when you're done. So, so the really the only piece of equipment you're going to need is this bag, and the bag needs to be fairly strong, right? Because you're going right. to pick up uh, what twenty twenty five pounds of wet grain. Or? Sure, yeah, ten, okay. yeah, anywhere from ten to twenty, depending mm-hmm. on how much you know how big a batch size you're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, ten pounds of uh, grain translates to about twenty pounds of liquid. Yeah, even more when you first pick it up, mm-hmm. and that starts to drain out. Mm-hmm. So it might be helpful to have, you know, like a pulley and a rope. And yeah. You, know, you can winch it on up and, and tie it off. Uh, it would make it real simple, I think. Right, yeah. A lot of, a lot of the pictures I've seen, um, you know, throw throw a clothesline over the rafter and mm-hmm. and hoist it up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, the smaller, smaller uh, batch like I did, I just... It was just a matter of holding, you know, five pounds over the kettle for a minute. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and, and as Dwayne was saying, I guess it was Dwayne, was saying that, uh, you know, he leaves it there and lets it drain as he's starting to heat up the, or start, starting his boil. He can mm-hmm. just let it let it keep draining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about trying to squeeze it out or anything. Mm-hmm. Just uh, let, let it go right. while you're heating up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as long as you got something to hold it up for you. You fire up your kettle, and, and this is one thing that we do when we're, um, you know, all grain brewing and you know, fly sparging or whatever. As soon as I get, you know, uh, a couple inches of wort in the kettle, I turn on my my burner, right? And I turn on low. I don't want to get it boiling right away, but I want to have it real close to boiling, <laughs> yeah. so that when I'm done, I just, you know, hit hit a little more gas, and then I'm not boiling, so I'm not wasting time. And I guess that's one of the time savings of this. Um, Rick was asking about time savings. He wants to cut some time off his brew day. Uh, where's the time savings on this? I guess you don't have to clean a mash ton after you're done. You have right. a bag to rinse out. But uh, where else are you saving time? Well, you're you're eliminating the sparge. Ah, okay. That's a big big time saving. Yeah, that's a, it's about an hour. You know, depending on, depending mm-hmm. on your sparge method, mm-hmm. and uh, that that cuts that out. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to, you know, no, a no sparge brewing technique or batch sparging where, you, you know, you're, you're cutting down the amount of time you spend with the sparge that way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the brew in the bag system, uh, or mash in a bag, as we were saying, you know, you hoist it up, start letting it drain, start mm-hmm. heating up your kettle. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you get to your boil, um, you're it's dra- fully drained. Yeah, it's fully drained. You just take it out of the way and, and dump it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like the idea of, you know. Fully draining the the grain and and getting it fairly dry before tossing it, and then uh, cuts down the smell. Right, and you're also uh, you know making the most efficiency out of out of uh, what you've got there. Mm-hmm. And but I, I assume your efficiency is going to be very similar to um, no sparge brewing. Yeah, and uh, de- yeah, depending on uh, you know your grist ratio and so on. Uh, no sparge ten, tends to be sixty-five to seventy-five percent efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not bad. Yeah, which isn't bad at all. So, and it, as you say, it's it's a first runnings type wort. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's you know it's not a uh, it's not Good an over sparge wort. Yeah. It's very high quality wort. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that that uh, brewing the bag is lacking is the recirculation step or the clarification step. Right. That uh, a lot of other you know uh, all grain brewing techniques uh, include what we call the Vorloff step, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, you end up with a little cloudier wort. You end up with more troop going into the into the boil kettle, but um, it's still a uh, high quality first runnings type wort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I wondered about that uh, when I was talking to uh, Mark and Dwayne whether. Uh, I would think, you know, you got a valve on the kettle, you could drain some word out of that and, you know, put it back in on the top of the bag, open the bag up and pour it in the top and just keep doing that. Sure. I guess you disturb that grain bed when you lift up on the bag. Um, you know, you'd set a grain bed and you mm-hmm. could 
clarify, you know, because all the grain will settle there and you just keep doing that and it should clear up. You should be able to get the Vorloff some, to, yeah, a lot to, of to the, some extent, right? Yeah, although the the hydrodynamics of that of that system, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the work is going to immediately flow to the outside uh, okay. and run down the out, kind of like run down Channel the outside. Channel down the outside. Exactly. Well, so you, you might know, not get much clarification. Yeah, the grain way. should push the bag out to the outside, right? Mm-hmm. Up against the, the kettle walls. I think if maybe if you poured right in the center, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. maybe maybe you you get more of those uh, uh, particles trapped in the in the grain bed. I I don't think it would hurt. No, uh, if you were mm-hmm. to do that, it'd probably help even out mash temperature. Yeah, yeah, so it might be worth doing if if somebody wants to give that a shot. Uh, and it may actually clear it uh, clear up the the word a little bit. Do, do you think or? Uh, yeah, I think it could. I, I okay. think it could. Okay. So, so how how about uh, uh, giving us uh, you know some some details on the on the steps? Give us some example steps uh, for doing a mash. Uh, you know, they Mark and Dwayne gave us kind of the overview. Can you give us uh, you know specific steps? Okay. Well, um, what you're you want a bag that has about the same dimensions as your brew pot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you these, unless you're doing a partial mash like I was doing, um, you know, this is going to be a, a, a full boil uh, type uh, batch. So you're going you're gonna to be looking for a, uh, oh, at least I was going to say a 10 gallon mm-hmm. pot to try to use maybe, maybe it would, Translate that translates to uh, what forty liter, uh, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pretty pretty big pot, and uh, but and then you're going to want to create make a bag that uh, has almost the same volume, so that bag can uh, can go out to the edges. Mm-hmm. That that gives you uh, good um, flow characteristics during your mash. You know, your your grain isn't pre compacted inside of the bag. Mm-hmm. Because if it's if it's compacted in the bag during the mash, you're not going to get good conversion. You know, you don't get good right. work flow. Good. You can't even get the water in there. Yeah. It's all tight. Right. So you you know you want a bag that's big enough. Mm-hmm. Line out line base line the to line the outside mm-hmm. of the kettle. You'd have and, a big enough sack <laughs> to uh, yep. do this. And okay. uh, yeah, I, I imagine this isn't a problem in Australia, but it could be a problem here in the states. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, make your own bag. And uh, then uh, mash in with a water to grist ratio of about uh, th- at least uh, at least two to one. Probably uh, three to one is about uh, the average of what the, the Australians are using, mm-hmm. and that allows for good fluidity. Mm-hmm. You know that you know you've got good uh, flow, good ac- enzyme access to the to the starches, and uh, enough liquid for a for a batch of beer. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and even if you go up to four to one, I think which will really probably approach your your final uh, boil volume mm-hmm. uh, for most for for average size brews. Right. Um, and then uh, yeah, stir, conduct your mash, and then mm-hmm. when you're done, raise it up. Okay. And then all drains in there. You check your gravity. Right. Uh, you can use a hydrometer, or you could use a you know a refractometer. Check the gravity, and then you would adjust. Uh, probably by adding uh, water to get to the right pre-boil volume and pre-boil gravity, and then um, you know go from there. Or if you're too low for some reason, you'd adjust for volume, right. and then add uh, maybe add, add some extract, some some DME or LME, right, to uh, get you to the right uh, pre-boil gravity. Okay, and then the rest of the process is just the same as uh, normal beer. You just right. uh, you're not uh, you're not um, worried about uh, uh, you know any, anything different. So the, the things that people are worried about, though, um, you know, my first thoughts were, well, you know, what effect could that excessive turbidity have on the beer? Uh, is there a hot side aeration worry about you know? Uh, lifting this bag out or putting all the grain in in a bag and stirring it. Uh, you know, those are probably the the two things I would think might be an issue. Uh, yeah. Do you have some thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's the same concerns I initially had when I heard about it. Um, we here at the States do tend to be pretty anal brewers. I mean, 
real paranoid. Oh, it's you know got to be nitrogen, you know, uh, blanket and and vacuum sealed and this and that, you know. Uh, and really, it, it, because we we as as homebrewers here in the states, we tend to be looking towards Anheuser Busch and the other you know, the other big breweries and the way, and the almost automated way they do everything. Um, so it 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 takes takes some arm twisting for us to to relax and and um, kind of scale back to a more manual brewing system, which this is. But when you look at when you look at the science of what's actually going on and you dig into the, some of the professional literature on it, um, it really sheds some very positive light on this technique. Um, there's several articles in uh, the Journal of the American uh, Association of Brewing Scientists, um, Brewing Chemists, and uh, the other professional journals where they've studied the effect of wort turbidity on uh, fermentation performance. Um, and uh, wort turbidity or, you know, the cloudiness of the wort is uh, they've added um, hot trub, cold trub to different worts and uh, put them through the same fermentation conditions, same amount of aeration, you know, keeping other factors the same. And looked at the the effect of the turbidity on the on the fermentation, and found some very positive effects. They lower um, lower the uh, acetaldehyde uh, acetaldehyde. Level. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll have yeah, the, I'm going to have that put on my my tombstone. Yeah, acetaldehyde. It lowers the acetaldehyde uh, levels. Um, improves you know kind of improves the the vigor of the fermentation mm-hmm. uh the yeast take up the byproducts uh, more readily uh you know you get stronger yeast by providing them more of these uh you know grain and wort nutrients um by you know keeping them in the boil uh they you know instead of separating off like uh, we often do mm-hmm. with uh you know uh, immersion chilling in the pot and then you know racking off the cold and hot tub uh, this way, all of that nutrient goes into the into the fermentation, and it does seem to have a positive effect on the fermentation and the beer itself. Um, hot side aeration is another concern that's uh, you know has been brought up, and you will I think you do experience wort darkening because of the exposure to oxygen of the wort as it's draining from the bag. Mm-hmm. However, uh, as you know, Dr. Charles Banforth told us in our hot side aeration show. Uh, you know, if you have a, a, if you pitch healthy yeast and pitch enough healthy yeast, uh, they're going to take care of that. They're mm-hmm. going to, you know, that that oxygen take up that occurs in the wort at that time is going to be scrubbed out by the yeast, and you really won't have any uh, any beer staling to worry about, mm-hmm. any an increased risk of beer staling mm-hmm. uh, due to this method. So. Um, yeah, it's surprisingly a robust process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think the the mash in general is is very forgiving. It doesn't tend to be any real, uh, you know, unless you're you're really abusive. You know, generally, you're going to make a make a fine wort, and the beer is going to turn out great. Maybe you do some things that shorten the the shelf life and increase uh, staling, but um, you know, it's it's pretty hard to to really really mess it up, right? Okay. Is there any other uh, uh, advantages or disadvantages to this uh, brewing a bag or mashing a bag method? Uh, I, th- I think just the 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 time savings um, mm-hmm. in terms of you know being able to cut out about an hour of the brew day, right. uh, whether it's from you know an extended sparge or just reducing the amount of equipment you've mm-hmm. got to buy and clean. Right. Um, you know that. Well, and cost savings too. Yeah. If you don't need another vessel, yeah. But uh, I mean, my a lot of the brewing I've been doing lately has been um, extract and specialty grain, just because I know I can knock out a batch of beer in you know three to four hours rather mm-hmm. than six to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like all grain brewing, mm-hmm. but there are many days and you know uh, or weekends where I look at my the time and you know after you know the kids you know 
soccer practice and stuff, mm-hmm. I've only got this much time. Right. And I know I can knock out an extract, especially grain batch, uh, instead of an all grain batch, you know, because I do, you know, full sparge and so on. Mm-hmm. Where if, uh, you know, I should try a brew in the bag, all grain, right. all grain brew. Um, it'd be about the same time as the extract and especially mm-hmm. grain. Well, you can make an award-winning uh, beer with extract and especially grain. I, I, I see no reason why you couldn't make an award-winning beer with the brew-in-a-bag method either. Yeah. We've, we've tasted brew-in-the-bag beers when we were in mm-hmm. Australia and, uh, you know, indistinguishable from the other beers we were tasting. Right, right. It's more about uh, fermentation, I think, you know, brewing beer. And that's why uh, this, this yeast book that uh, yeah. <laughs> by Chris White and uh, myself – uh, you can pick up a, a signed copy in the Brewing Network store, as a matter of fact. You can go down there, and uh, they're in the store, and you buy uh, pre-sale, and they'll be signed, and uh, you'll get them pretty darn quick because uh, they're direct shipping from the publisher to the uh-huh. Brewing Network because we get such a large order of books coming. So that speaks well to our audience, doesn't that's it? That's right. That's right. So you guys better buy all those books because I then told Justin you would. Those will be, those will be ready, uh, what, late September? Yeah, uh, right after uh, GABF, they they should be shipping them to us. So uh, we'll we'll have them, and uh, you just have to wait for uh, Chris and myself to to sign them all, and then uh, they'll be shipping out. We'll probably sign them in batches of uh, you know a couple hundred at a time, and they'll ship them as fast as they can. So get in there, sign up, bring Network Store. All right, let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll uh, answer your questions about. Uh, Brew in a bag, and uh, we'll wrap up back after this. The cutting-edge equipment from Blickman Engineering is designed by brewers to make your brew day shorter, more enjoyable, and to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Brewers Publications is proud to announce their newest release, Yeast, the Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation by Chris White and Jamil Zanishef. The Practical Guide to Beer Fermentation is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. Chris and Jamil thoroughly cover yeast selection, storage, handling yeast, and how to culture yeast. Learn how to set up your own yeast lab, the basics of fermentation science and how it affects your beer, plus step-by-step procedures, equipment lists, and a comprehensive troubleshooting guide. Professionals and homebrewers trust Dr. Chris White, who founded White Labs Yeast more than 15 years ago. And Jamil Zanishev is one of the most respected and most awarded homebrewers in history and co-author of Brewing Classic Styles with John Palmer. Visit Brewers Publications on Facebook for more information. Order your copy at shop.beertown.org or from the Brewing Network. Yeast, the practical guide to beer fermentation by two of the most trusted names in commercial and home brewing. Proudly available soon from Brewers Publications. 
organic ingredients. Fresh, clean, good for you, good for the planet. Seven Bridges has the best selection of organic ingredients, including over 27 varieties of organic hops at breworganic.com. Join their mailing list for special deals and regular updates. They've been brewing organic and serving organic brewers for 13 years. They can help you brew great organic beer. And Seven Bridges is the proud host of the fourth annual National Organic Brewing Challenge, the only BJCP-sanctioned nationwide brewing competition just for organic beers. Take the challenge this fall for a chance to win great prizes, including stainless steel brew kettles and organic brewing ingredients. This year, the challenge will be judged in two locations, on the East Coast at Capital City Brewing in Arlington, Virginia, and on the West Coast at Gordon Biersch in San Jose, California. For complete details, visit breworganic.com slash competition. Seven Bridges is cooperatively owned in awesome Santa Cruz, California. Everyone there is dedicated to great beer and people-friendly business practices. They offer environmentally friendly, fair trade, and fair wage brewing products whenever possible. Seven Bridges, breworganic.com. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Like the Lance Armstrong of the beer world. Except for that nut thing. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're talking brew in a bag. In a bag. I don't know why I say that. It just seems to fit. Brew in a bag. <laughs> yeah, well, it's better than saying, well. There you go. <laughs> well, bag. Well, it's bag. <laughs> All right, so there's also a uh, Brew in a Bag website, I guess, that uh, gives you a lot of information. So you might want to check that out if you've you've got some uh, interest in, in pursuing Brew in a Bag. I think it's uh, it's definitely well worth trying. You know, I'm already set up with uh, you know Blickman top tier system, so yeah, I don't know that I'd I'd go Brew in a Bag myself. But uh, if you're you know working with extract and want to make a jump to all grain, or you want to be you know mess around with uh, mash and I think, you know, that's a pretty attractive way to go. You yeah. know, it's one little piece of equipment, mm-hmm. the bag, and uh, and you're off and running. Yeah. So. You well, can use um, lots of different bag materials, I'm right. sure. And if you like it, you could, you know, and you want to really get in all grain, you know, then you can go ahead later on when finances permit or or you, you feel like you're, you're definitely into it uh, and get yourself a, a separate mash tun or something like that. All right. Uh, questions from the chat. Yeah, one question that came through uh, from Brew Bastard in the chat room uh, wants to know if there is a way to do a decoction with this brew in a bag method. Hmm. Interesting. I, I would think you you could. You uh, yeah. you would just uh, get a you know a, a, a saucepan, yeah, and just dig out uh, some of the mash out of the top, uh, move it to a separate burner, and. Uh, you know, go ahead and, and boil it, do your decoction, and then uh, add it back in, stir it in. Yeah, I, I think you'd, you'd treat that decoction same as you would uh, any other mash vessel. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. as you say, dip it out in, in a saucepan or a strainer. and, and Yeah, get uh, yourself a ladle and ladle it out yeah. uh, either way. Yeah, it's really that, ma- you know, brewing a bag mashing and uh, regular infusion mashing would be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so deconc- pulling decoction from that mash tun right. would would be the same as regular. The difference comes in, um, the, yeah, the it really the, technique. Yeah, laudering or lack of it. Yeah, and uh, no vorloff or you know maybe vorloffing would work. And uh, you know if you want to raise the temperature, um, you know direct fire might be a problem. I was thinking you know, you could lift it up, heat up the uh, the the liquid below. Mm. Uh, you know, with the burner and then turn off the burner and lower it back in and, you know, that might work. Well, that, yeah. I mean, for a mash out, certainly, yeah. I mean, or but if you... even step mashing, you know. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. You're right. It's a step mash that would work right, well. Right, So, mm-hmm. I think I think there's there's plenty of options there. I don't think it's really uh, too limited. All right. Good question. Uh, next one. All right, a couple of discussions that were going on in the forum. Um, one of, one was about what kind of bags to use, and Stinkfist in the in the chat room says that uh, he uses paint strainer bags from from Home Depot, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting because I thought you you always wanted everything to be food grade when it was your buckets and everything else. Well, I, right. that's, isn't everything at Home Depot food grade? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, that's what I used when I did, uh, you know, brewing a bag mini mash uh, for 
for brewing classic styles, I use the Home Depot paint strainer bags. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get the, uh, I guess it's the five-gallon size bag. And that can hold about, you know, five five pounds of grain, no problem. Okay. And fits in a, in a standard, you know, five to eight-gallon pot. Um, that you would, you know, be you, that you would have for a, for a, uh, or do they have extract brewing? Really big paint strainer bags for doing a, like a full mash. The the largest I saw there were the five gallon size, which are mm-hmm. sized to fit a five gallon bucket. Paint bucket, yeah. Yeah, um, the mesh size is, you know, it's almost like window screen. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little it's a little coarser than a hop bag. Mm-hmm. Or what we see, you know, the the fine yeah. nylon mesh we tend to see at window hop- screening and uh, like mosquito netting all come in various, uh, yeah, uh, you know, sizings, yeah, of the the mesh. But I was thinking, like, if you got, you know, new nylon window screen, mm-hmm. you could sew yourself a right. a, a a bag out right. of that hmm. that would be strong enough. You'd have to, you know, use some strong thread to. Sew it up with, but mm-hmm. um, that would be about the right mesh size. Also, it you know, press stitches together with uh, a light fishing line that, or something. Yeah, and coarse enough that it would it would drain easily. Mm-hmm. Um, the hot bag, the 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 paint strainer bags, and and on the finer mesh sizes on down the side, like say a hot bag. Um, as uh, I forget, the gentleman's name Dwayne mm-hmm. was saying that uh, you know it takes a long time to drain mm-hmm. uh, because it is real fine mesh and it captures a lot of fine the flour. Mm-hmm. But um, if that's you know if that's not a real concern for you, um, mm-hmm. those bags work work as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. And the other discussion going on was about getting the bag out. Um, and are the Aussies just manning up and grabbing a oh, hot? Yeah. They're all tough. <laughs> just very just tough people. Pinch yeah. her nose shut. You know, she'll <laughs> and it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and just reach in there and just yank that thing out. Well, and uh, I was thinking you could uh, do a couple of things. One is uh, you could make a loop on the top, you know, stitch a loop of some kind of material on the top of your bag and use that to lift it out with a pulley. Or, you know, you could even go ahead and, uh, you know, fold the, gather the end together, fold it over, and you can tie a, a, a rope under it and around it and then use that to pull it out. Uh, you know, if you've got some sort of a pull your line over a post or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Tied to the bump of your truck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, have your three-year-old step on the gas. Not <laughs> yeah. too hard. Not Perfect. too hard. No. <laughs> and uh, uh, do it that way. Um, you know, to start with, you could, you know, pull it up onto the side of the pot and kind of just inch it out that way, little by little. I was thinking, uh, you know, uh, you know, any any number of ways, whatever to to yank that thing out of there. So it is, it is heavy. Mauser in the chat room says that he started using an old fermenting bucket with holes drilled in it mm. inside his bottling bucket that works pretty well. Is that the same as doing this uh, brew in the bag method? And well, then you're able to, you know, I assume it has a handle. If he's, and, if he's got the bag in there, I guess. Or, right. Because uh, Charlie Papazian, he has that zap pap. Uh, thing which is you take a one bucket and you drill a bunch of really tiny little holes you know like a million of them in the bottom of one bucket and then place it inside the other and that becomes your your mash tun okay false bottom type mash tun yeah so uh you can do that or i guess if you had bigger holes then you know the the brew in a bag could rest in that and uh you know drain through that so uh, i think all those are certainly possible okay well that was it from the chat today well, that brings up kind of an idea. I mean, you could have some sort of a, a false bottom that you put into your kettle that uh-huh. isn't really a, you know a real fine false bottom, but just more like a platform with big holes in it to hold right. the bag up off the bottom. Right. Yeah. You know, something like that would work too. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I think that's brewing a bag. Uh, it's a it's an interesting technique uh, invented, I guess, from our our friends down in uh, Australia. And uh, it seems like definitely worth uh, giving it a go if you and, if you have an interest in yeah, something. Yeah, like easy way to make great beer. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you're listening live, stay tuned. We've got uh, a show on adjuncts coming up. John's going to tell you all about that. And uh, if you're listening uh, on the podcast, uh, you should listen live. That way you wouldn't have to wait two weeks. 
<laughs> in between shows. Uh, make sure you check out BlickmanEngineering.com. They've got this promo going on where John, myself, and John Blickman will come out to your place to brew with you. Uh, you buy a, a Blickman system between now and uh, January 31st, and you're entered into that drawing. And uh, come out. We'll have a good old time. Also, uh, check out the Brewing Network store. Uh, we've got uh, signed yeast books in there from Chris White and myself. Uh, you can pre-order them, and we'll get them out to you uh, just about as quickly as you're going to get them uh, from the Brewing Network. Uh, no extra charge for signing those books, so uh, that's the place to get them. And if you get a chance, check out other things on the Brewing Network store. All sorts of great shirts. John's wearing a Brew Strong shirt today. I'm wearing a Hop Grenade shirt. Justin's wearing a Hop Leaf shirt. And uh, we also got great glassware, other things like that. You check out uh, Brew Your Own Magazine. Big link there. Click on that. Uh, brew Your Own logo. And uh, half the, the cost of the subscription goes to the Brain Network. So that's a good one for us. Uh, and good one for you because it's a lot of great information in there. I, I write for it all the time. And uh, John does uh, as well. Occasionally, yeah. And uh, yeah, good stuff in there. And don't forget, very important, don't forget, that uh, yellow perch is nothing like walleye. <laughs> walleye is better. Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody. <laughs>